How many of you have been daydreaming about quitting your full-time job and doing content creation full-time? I feel like right now I'm looking out on an imaginary room filled with people with their hands raised. And look, I'm joining you. My hand's in the air too because it was my dream to become a full-time content creator for many, many years. And somehow in the past little while, it has become my reality. I'm a full-time content creator now. So I figured why not give you a real behind the scenes, honest walkthrough on how you too can become a full-time content creator. And we're going to get into the nitty gritty details and the strategies and the business models and the different kind of career paths you could take as a content creator and the actual step-by-step that I would recommend for you to kind of work towards becoming a full-time content creator in the next 12 months. Now, full transparency, it took me much more than just 12 months or, you know, about a year to become a full-time creator. I have been a YouTuber since I was about 12 or 13, which is kind of embarrassing to admit now and not something that I would necessarily recommend to modern day 12 and 13 year olds, but you know, it was a different time back then. So anyway, I've been creating YouTube videos for certainly over a decade now. And throughout the entire time, I I was dreaming of becoming a full-time content creator. So that's just to give you a little bit of a little honest moment here um, that it can take a long time. But that being said, I think now with the level of perspective and knowledge and also maturity that I have now, like, you know, as a, as a 13 year old, I was not equipped to become a full-time content creator, but now looking back, I see ways that I could have been more efficient and kind of gotten to my goal sooner, which is what I also want to share with you so that you don't have to flounder around for years and years like I did. So yeah, this is going to be a little bit of an outline of a plan that you can put in place over the next 12 months. And I think if you do all of this stuff, honestly, I really do think you will see a huge impact in your content creator career. And I think that you'll be in a very different place a year from now if you take all of these steps. It doesn't necessarily mean you'll have a million subscribers a a year from now, but you know, I do think you will see some serious progress with this 12 month plan that I've got laid out for you. So with that being said, let's get into it, my friend. Welcome to the Creator Club podcast produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop-style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or one million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. started with this 12 month plan, we need to define what a content creator really is. Because if I'm walking you through a step by step plan to have this career, let's talk about what it actually looks like. Now there's no one true definition of a content creator because everyone's path is different. And this is also like a very new career and business model. So a lot of different sort of definitions and views of it are still emerging. But my simple kind of straightforward definition of a content creator is just someone who creates 
content for the internet in the form of either blog posts like text or photos or videos or audio. So whatever kind of media you are creating, if you're making it for distribution on the internet, then you're a content creator. So chances are, my friend listening, you are already a content creator. You just might not be a you know full-time professional content creator, but you're well on the path of getting there and you definitely are a content creator already if you're doing that. So, okay, that's pretty basic, but let, let's make this a little bit more complicated and talk about the actual you know, professional financial side to it. When you want to actually make a full-time income from creating content, I really feel like there's kind of two main directions that you can go in. And certainly there's a huge wide gray area between these. And you could certainly be sort of like a hybrid of both of these. But I think that the distinction is still helpful because it helps you figure out what exactly your goals are and therefore what your strategy is going to be. And before I get into it, I'll just preface this by saying that this has been something that I myself have kind of found some you know, I don't know, tension or conflict, you know, in my own journey of trying to determine which one of these is right for me and where my true focus lies. And once I describe them both to you, then I will, you know, kind of share where, where I'm at with it uh, right now. So, okay. There's two options to kind of how you would approach being a full-time creator. Option one is kind of the traditional content creator let's just call this influencer for the sake of clarity, sort of influencer career path. Essentially what this looks like is you are creating content for the sake of building a community, nurturing your audience so that you can build up the kind of typical influencer revenue stream, such as ad revenue from programs like AdSense, for example, brand partnerships and affiliate marketing. This is what a lot of people associate with content creators. And of course, like in the wider sense, influencers, like this is kind of just that straight up. You make content, brands sponsor it. You make money off of your affiliate links and you can make some ad revenue or, you know, some money off of like creator funds, like on TikTok or Reels. That is kind of option one for being a content creator. Now, option two, this is the slightly more complex one. And I think, you know, there is some gray area, like I said, but the distinction is important. So the second option is more like the entrepreneur content creator path. So the thing is about this, as an entrepreneur content creator, you can still have those other methods of monetization that I just talked about. But in this mode, most likely you're going to be more focused on your own custom offering, such as your digital or physical products, maybe courses, services, membership programs, merchandise, or whatever else you might be interested in offering. The idea with this path is that that's your primary motivation. You're thinking about creating content for the internet because you want to use that content to promote your business. Really, this is just about how you view content in terms of how it relates to your goals and how you make money. In the influencer route, content is the ends in itself. And in the entrepreneur route, content is the means to the end. So as an influencer, you make content because that is what you love. That's what you do. That's how you nurture your audience. And that is ultimately how you're going to make money. And therefore your main metrics for success are going to be your engagement rate, your audience growth, you know, 
your reach on your content. As an entrepreneur, the content that you're creating is not necessarily just for the sake of building community, though it does have that side effect. The content that you're making is ultimately part of a sales funnel that will bring your ideal customers to your paid offerings. And like I said, there is so much overlap here because as a, you know, entrepreneur content creator, you might do brand deals. You might make AdSense off your YouTube videos, but primarily you're making your content because you're trying to build a funnel towards your paid offer. Whereas as an influencer, yeah, you might eventually like launch some digital products or have a course one day, but your primary income stream is still brand deals, AdSense, and your main goal is growing your audience. So as much as there is so much overlap in this and you can really be both and at the same time, it's still, I think, helpful to have this distinction so that at the beginning of this plan, you can think about like, what is my main goal here? What am I working towards? Because it can be easy to get caught in between and not know what your primary goal is. And this is where it comes back to me of feeling very uncertain around what do I really want to do? Am I trying to be a content creator? Am I trying to be an influencer? Am I trying to be a business owner? And where I've personally landed, you're probably familiar that I, I do own a business. It's called Creatorly Media. And, you know, we offer creative services to other content creators and online business owners. We edit podcasts, edit YouTube videos, all of that good stuff. So certainly that, you know, has been a big part of my identity and a big part of the content that I make online. But as of recently, it's kind of really solidified for me personally that I want to have a distinction between my personal brand and the brand that is Creatorly Media. Because as time has gone on, and I work more on my business rather than in my business, I don't want to give a false representation for potential new clients thinking that they might work with me one-on-one -on -one when I'm really taking more of a sort of um, visionary role in the company and sort of leading it from the big picture standpoint and I'm not working in it on a day-to-day -day kind of basis. And so because of that, I wanted Creatorly to stand on its own as its own brand online and have its own marketing strategy, which includes this podcast to some extent, but it also has its own Instagram account, its own YouTube channel, all of that kind of stuff. And so with that in place, thinking about what I wanted my personal brand to be, I kind of realized I want to take the more just creator influencer route. Obviously there's overlap. Like I said, I offer digital products. I have a course, all of that good stuff. But my primary goal with my Katie Steckley personal brand is just to build community and connect with people and make content because that's what I truly love doing. Whereas from the creatorly brand perspective, creatorly's purpose as a brand is to ultimately use content to market our services. So hopefully you can see here how I kind of have taken both roads just with my two different brands. So my personal brand is much more focused on that first option that I mentioned, the kind of influencer business model. And then my business creatorly media is based on that second option, which is like the entrepreneur content creator path. So as a brand, we put out a lot of content, uh, this podcast, our Instagram, YouTube, all of that stuff. But ultimately the purpose of it is to generate new leads for our services. And I don't see creatorly, you know, ever doing brand deals and, and that kind of thing, right? The main purpose there is to create a funnel. So hopefully that gives you a sense of what your options might be. And I just think it's good to clarify this. So, you know, from the jump, what you're really trying to do and you don't get caught up in, you know, looking at the wrong metrics, because really from these two models perspective, as a 
sort of influencer, the option one, you really want to think about your reach, your engagement, your audience growth. From the second option, as a more entrepreneur or like business-based brand, you don't want to get caught up in those numbers necessarily because as long as you're making your sales and you're getting your customers, you don't need to stress yourself about how many followers you have because that's not directly tied to your income. As an influencer, that's much more directly tied to your income. So having this clarity or this sense of what your kind of business model is will allow you to figure out what metrics you want to look at to measure your success and what indicators are going to tell you when you need to shift strategy or try something different and also what metrics you can let go of and sort of not stress about because we all know there's already way too many numbers for you to be worrying about. So hopefully maybe from listening to this, you have a sense of what option you want to take and that will help guide you when it comes to your goals and your strategy. Okay. So with that very messy definition of what a full-time content creator is out of the way, we can dive in to this 12 month plan. Let's start with quarter one. As promised in the title of the podcast, I of course wanted to give you a 12 month plan for becoming a full-time content creator. So I'm going to break this down quarter by quarter for you. First of all, I suggest everyone starts their journey by determining whether the option one, a influencer content creator or option two, entrepreneur content creator makes sense for you because that will help you figure out your initial first steps. If you want to be a influencer content creator, you know your goal is to start making content, start building community. And if you want to be an entrepreneur content creator, then it's important for you to figure out what your paid offerings are going to be and how you can kind of reach the customers that are going to be interested in those paid offerings. And of course, there's always time in the future to sort of bend towards the other option or dip your toe into those other forms of income. But I think it's good to start off with one clear purpose. No matter which direction you're going, I think it's important to start out by really ironing out who your target audience is. In the case of influencers, this is just genuinely your target audience. In the case of our entrepreneurs out there, these are your target customers. Inevitably, your target audience is going to lead to your content pillars and your niche. This will help you work out what your content strategy is going to be. So it's so, so important that you figure this out first before we start building on what we're going to do in the upcoming months. I really recommend that you spend some time in this first quarter of your journey really figuring out who you want to reach and how you're going to serve them. And beyond that, I think it's also important to take some time now to actually get some practice in and find the best creation and posting schedule that works for you so that you can be consistent in the long term. I know a lot of educators out here, myself included, talk about the importance of quality over quantity. And that can be true depending on your circumstance and where you're at in your creator journey. But when you're just starting, I actually recommend taking more of a quantity over quality approach and honestly just pumping out as much content as you can. And let me just qualify that a little bit and explain why. It's not necessarily that putting out a ton of content right now is going to 
really get you a lot of followers right away, but more so it's going to get you the practice that you need to create the quality of content that you're going to need to make in order to gain that audience. If you try to just create quality over quantity from the beginning, especially if you're a perfectionist type, it's going to take you so long to harness those skills and really learn how to make something good in all these various areas of creating your content. And it's just going to really slow down your process of growth ultimately. Whereas if you just create as much content as you can, whether you're making YouTube videos, Instagram content, podcast episodes, whatever it might be at the beginning, if you just focus on making a lot of it, that's how you're going to force yourself to practice and really get better and better so that maybe by the time you make your, you know, 15th or 20th piece of content at that point, it's maybe at the quality that it would need to be in order to attract your ideal audience. If you look at my YouTube and Instagram content from years ago, compared to now, you will see there is a huge difference. And that's because I've posted hundreds of YouTube videos and Instagram posts to get to this point. And I think that is really the best way to get started. Like I feel really fortunate that my past self was so excited about just creating and trying new things, even though I wasn't getting hardly any views or any new followers, but it's really that practice that I put in years ago that allows me to be able to create at the level that I do now. Really my principle about this is for the majority of people, let's just say, we'll just pick a random number, but like, let's say it takes a hundred Instagram posts or, you know, 50 YouTube videos or whatever it might be to really get you to the point where your skills are at the level you need to, to create engaging high quality content. Well, if, if it's going to take you a hundred videos, then you might as well start working on those hundred, right? And the quicker you make those hundred, the quicker you get to the point where you are making content people want to watch. So that is why I have a kind of quantity over quality approach at the beginning, because it's only by executing on that quantity that you'll ever get to the quality level that you want. So that's really the focus of these first few months of your journey is getting really clear on your target audience and practicing a bunch, just making a bunch of content. You can post some of it. You cannot post some of it depending on how you feel about it, but you need to practice and you need to get in the routine of making stuff so that you can get to the point where you really enjoy what you're making and you feel proud of it. And you know that people are going to want to watch it, read it, listen to it, whatever. I also think that in these early first three months of this 12 month journey, I think now would be a good time to actually apply for some affiliate programs that you might be interested in. Now, I know this might sound like a little bit early to be thinking about monetization and I get that, but it can be really useful to get some affiliate links in place now, say in your Instagram link in bio kind of page or in your YouTube descriptions or in your podcast show notes or wherever it might be, because you kind of never know when one of those hundred videos you're going to make or hundred pieces of content might just pop off and all of a sudden you have a bunch of new people finding you. Obviously that's best case scenario and that would be amazing if that happens and you want to be prepared to try to take advantage of the traffic that you do get and turn that into some income for yourself and you can do that by having relevant affiliate links at the ready so that as that traffic comes in there is an option you know that you that you might actually make some money off of it and this is really the best way to do it at the beginning because chances are at this point you're not going to have an audience big enough for branding 
deals, you're probably not going to be monetized on YouTube and you might not be making very much off AdSense if you have that on your blog or something like that. Whereas affiliate programs are something that you can utilize to get a little bit of a trickle in at the beginning as you're getting a few views here and there. And if the day overcomes that you have something totally go viral, then you're actually prepared to capitalize on that and maybe make a little bit of money off of it. So I would recommend looking at places like Reward Style. That's a really great kind of like universal one where you can create links across many different retailers. So you can probably find anything you'd want to recommend through that. Um, similarly, Amazon affiliates is a good option. And if you have any specific like niche brands that you really love, you can just kind of Google brand name and the word affiliate, and you'll probably find the application page at the top of the Google search results. Let's just summarize the quarter one plan for your 12 month journey to full-time content creator. So in this first few months, you're going to iron out your target audience, get really clear on who the people are that you want to reach. You're going to find a schedule that's comfortable for you. So kind of start to work out how often you could post on an ongoing basis. And with that, you're going to post as much content as you can. So you can really start to work on your content creation skills, whatever that might be for your particular type of content. And you're going to start to apply for some affiliate programs that might be relevant to the stuff you want to recommend to your audience. Hey there, I just wanted to quickly interrupt myself to ask you a question. Did you know that me and my team at Creatorly Media have Instagram services? If you've been dreaming of starting or growing your Instagram, but have felt overwhelmed by some of the technical or strategic aspects, like maybe you're not sure how often you should post, what time you should post, what's the deal with hashtags anyway, or maybe you're struggling with editing reels or creating graphic carousels. Well, that's exactly what we are here for. We can help you make your Instagram dream a reality with our professional strategy development, or content creation services, or all of the above. If you're ready to start growing a community on Instagram and really seeing results with your personal brand or business, then check out our services at creatorlymedia.com slash services. If you have any questions or want to chat, you can reach out and someone from the Creatorly Media team would be super happy to talk with you about how we can help you with creating your content or developing your strategy for Instagram. We can't wait for you to become a part of the Creatorly Media team. So reach out at creatorlymedia.com slash services. Okay, that brings us to quarter two. So in the second quarter, it's time to take things to the next level and really start moving towards actually making money off of this. So first, I would start by evaluating how the last few months have been going. Ideally, you've been creating content often, maybe building a habit out of content creation. Maybe you've got a routine in place and you're posting often. Maybe, you know, your skills have improved. Now would be a good time to evaluate that. Look at some of your first videos versus your most recent ones and see how you feel about that improvement. Chances are you've made some big strides. Now is also a good time to check in and see if you found a routine that worked for you. If you feel good about where you're at and you feel like, okay, I've really nailed down this, you know, posting schedule I have, I've been creating, I've been improving. If you feel good about that, it's time to move on to the next steps. And if you need to make adjustments in that routine to make it sustainable for the long term, now would also be a good time to do it. You don't want to burn yourself out by um, kind of putting too high of expectations on yourself. So it's about finding that balance between, yes, you want to create as much as you can to practice, but you also 
don't want to burn yourself out in these early stages. With that self-evaluation kind of covered, you really want to start to shift your focus this quarter on building an engaged community. You don't need to have 100,000 subscribers or followers to be successful as a content creator. You just need to build a supportive and strong community. But how can you do that? So there are really three pieces to this engagement and community building puzzle that I want to share with you that I think will be really helpful to focus on once you get into the point where you have your content creation routine down and you're trying to fine tune things. So these are my three points about building an engaged community. Number one, creating entertaining, educational, or inspiring content on whatever platform you are using and starting to readjust to creating quality over quantity content and delivering your best self to your community. So this really comes into play once you're happy with the quality of content that you're making and you feel like you're delivering um, what you would want to, to your community. So this is when you start to say, okay, maybe I'm going to rein it back and just do one YouTube video a week or whatever, but I'm gonna make it the best YouTube video that it can be. Number two, show up beyond just your normal scheduled posting. Something like stories on Instagram, for example, I think is one of the best ways to do this. You can use photos or videos or stickers to engage in real time with your community. This is where you can really start to become like a real person to the people that have found you through your more discoverable content. You can also make community tab posts on YouTube as well. And they also have this like polls feature. So you can kind of get your community involved and get some more, you know, market research done and just have a little bit more interaction. So really start to build those like one-on-one connections, which brings me to number three. I really think it's important to post consistently on your platform, but I don't think it's just a matter of posting and then kind of checking that off your to-do list and walking away. You really want to interact with your community by making sure you answer your comments and your DMs, especially when you're starting out and your community is smaller. As a small creator, one of the biggest advantages you have over creators with bigger audiences is the fact that you can engage one-on-one with your people. And as you grow, you know, it might be harder to respond to everything and that's totally fair. Um, But at the beginning, you should take this opportunity that you have in this like early stages to really get to know your followers on a one-on-one basis because that information is going to be so helpful for you to be able to create uh, the most effective content for growth in the future. Just really knowing intimately who your viewers are and how you can serve them. Also, by now in the journey, you were probably approved to work with some of those affiliate marketing programs you applied for in quarter one. So now you should really take the time to add any relevant links to all of the appropriate places. If you're on YouTube, you wanna put these links in your description of past and future videos. For Instagram, I would add these links to your LinkedIn bio platform. So I personally like to use links. So that's like links with two eyes. This allows me to link multiple different, you know, websites, social platforms, whatever in one place. And I just really like the aesthetic of it and it's very user friendly. So I highly recommend links with two eyes if you want to, you know, get the most out of your Instagram LinkedIn bio. Also, if you already have a website, I recommend creating a cute little like favorites page to list all of the products, apps, and services that you personally recommend. If you go to katiesteckley.com slash faves, you'll see an example of how I've done this. Doing this now will really help you in the future. Like I said, you want to have all of these links in place so that when your content does start to pop off, you've got something there for people to follow up on. 
you also want to start thinking about ad revenue at this stage. So depending on your platform, ad revenue might be something that you can implement as you start to grow. So for example, YouTube allows you to put ads at the kind of front of your video. We call those pre-rolls somewhere in the middle. Those are mid-rolls and also at the end. Plus there's little like pop-up ads. There's all kinds of different options. Also very recently, just as I'm publishing this episode, YouTube has just launched ads for shorts. So that will be a very interesting kind of game changer to the platform as well. People are going to be able to make money off of their short form content as well. However, to actually apply and and be approved for monetization on YouTube, you do have to have a thousand subscribers and 4,000 hours of watch time. Um, so just keep these ad requirements top of mind as you work through each quarter and um, sort of see where you are on that road to monetization. Um, you know, this is, you know, going to be probably a substantial income stream for you at some point. So you want to uh, make sure that you're doing what you can to work towards that. Something else that you should be doing during this second quarter is streamlining your workflow. You really want to think about how you organize your content ideas, how you're tracking your affiliate links, what systems do you have in place to make sure that you're on top of this content creation process and that you're getting things done on time. I personally really like to use Notion both for my content creator like influencer business and for my creative agency, Creatorly Media as well. Having the perfect content creator set up in Notion has seriously been like hiring an assistant, but it's actually free. And I have a content creator bundle template for sale for Notion, which is um, linked in the show notes. You can also find it at katiesteckley.com slash shop. Um, but essentially it's all the different templates that you'll need for tracking your brand deals, your affiliate links, um, your like brand guide, your colors and fonts, and also your content creation process and your content calendar. I've got nine custom views to keep your content organized across all your social media platforms. Um, so honestly, this has like changed the game for me. I don't know how I would stay on top of all of my tasks as a full-time content creator or all of my different income streams without these templates. So you can check that out at katiesuckley.com slash shop if you want. And if Notion's not for you, that's totally cool, but figure out what your workflow is going to look like and how you're going to stay organized. So to sum up Q2, during this stage, you want to reevaluate your audience and routines, like figure out how's your content been doing? Are you feeling good about the way you're making it? Do you feel like it's time to switch from quantity to quality? You're going to start really focusing on building an engaged community and interacting with the people who are following your content. You're going to place those affiliate links in their appropriate places. You're going to keep ad revenue top of mind. And finally, you're going to really streamline that workflow. Quarter three. We are now in the second half of the year and it's time to set up some more revenue streams. For the last six months, you have been essentially creating a portfolio of your content to show to brands. Ideally, ever since we set up those routines in Q1, you've been posting consistently. And so you've had a lot of time as well to dedicate to focusing on building an engaged community. So these are two very important things when it comes to eventually securing brand partnerships. Though a large number of followers and subscribers can't hurt when it comes to attracting the attention of a brand. Trust me, at the end of the day, most brands are more worried about the stats of individual posts and videos that they're seeing than they are about the number of subscribers or followers you have. Really, we're at a point where across most social media platforms, the number of followers or subscribers you have 
it's not the most consequential thing because you can have a lower subscriber count and get way better reach on your videos than somebody who has way more followers than you. So, you know, there's lots of people that have less subscribers than me on YouTube, but their average view count is probably higher than mine. For example, it's important to focus more on the reach that your posts are getting and the engagement that your content is getting than just this vague like follower number. And these are also the numbers that you're probably going to want to use when it comes time to start pitching brands for brand deals. So speaking of that, there's really two main ways that you can start getting brand deals as a more established content creator that's looking to go full time. So option one is to pitch yourself to the brand. When you reach out to brands, that's called pitching brands. Honestly, this is the most energy intensive and difficult way to get brand deals but it is possible to do. And it's probably gonna be what you do when you first get started with this. You'll need to start by writing a professional pitch. And this is the hard part, finding the people you want to pitch to, and then finally following up consistently. You can track all of this activity by using the brand partnership tracker page in my Notion template that I mentioned before. And also I do have a free email template that you can use to write your brand deal pitches. I'll have that linked in, in the show notes as well, but you can get that free template at katiesteckley.com slash pitch. And that'll just give you a good starting point to figure out what you want to say to brands when you reach out to them. But I will be so honest with you. The hardest part of this is finding the email addresses to the people that you want to reach. You're going to have to do a little bit of snooping on LinkedIn. You'll have to maybe um, use any creator connections that you have. Um, like this is something that I've just started doing and it's a little bit nerve wracking cause I don't want to be annoying, but I kind of thought to myself, if anybody ever reached out to me and asked for this, I, you know, I'd help them out if I, you know, was friends with them or whatever. So I've started reaching out to my creator friends when I see they do a brand deal with a brand that I really like. And I will just say, Hey, like, would you mind giving me the contact info? You know, I'm not asking them to arrange a brand deal for me. I'm not asking them to even send an email. I'm just asking them for an email address so I can send a pitch. And and that might be something to consider as you start to build out your kind of creator community of other people um, that are at the same level as you um, that might be working with brands that you want to work with. Okay, so that is option one, which is pitching brands. Option number two, which is hopefully where we work towards, we want to get you to this point where brands are reaching out to you. So this will only really work if you make yourself discoverable. Pretty much you are going to do the digital version of jumping up and down, waving your hand in the air and yelling at the brand saying, look at me, look at me. <laughs> now, how do you do this? Well, you can start doing that by adding some SEO to your profiles, whatever social profiles you got and making sure that like you would be discoverable based on the kind of content creator brands might want to sponsor. So make it clear who you are, what you do and what audience you reach and use some good keywords in there so that, you know, a brand partnerships manager could find you if they're searching. You also want to make the kind of content that brands want to sponsor. So you want to maybe have a few kind of almost sample options. Like for example, like let's just say I wanted to partner with like Sony. That's maybe like a dream brand for me, TBH. It is. I would love to do a brand deal with Sony, but uh, your girl's still waiting. Um, but maybe I make a video um, showing the photos that I can take with my Sony A6600. Or maybe I do a video talking about the perfect settings for vloggers using my Sony ZV-1. 
those are examples of the kind of content that like Sony maybe would want to sponsor. So I make that content and I tag them in it in every which way that I can and hope that eventually they notice me. So that's, that's one route that you can take. And like I was mentioning before, another thing you can do is connect and collaborate with other creators who are getting deals with your dream brands. That kind of helps you get on the radar of these brand partnerships managers. And of course, tagging brands and content that you're just already organically making. So during this quarter, you can start reaching out to brands as you feel confident, but also spend just as much time setting yourself up for brands to find you as well. That's kind of the long-term game. You'll also continue with everything else that we talked about in Q1 and Q2. It's something that like once you start, you just got to keep it up over time. So let's summarize your goals for Q3 in this 12-month plan. You're going to pitch yourself to brands. You're going to really focus on making yourself discoverable so brands will reach out to you. And you're going to keep working on posting quality content consistently and nurturing your engaged community. Welcome to quarter four. This is the final quarter of your 12 month plan. The hope is by this point, you've found a solid rhythm with creating quality, consistent content, and you're seeing slow and steady growth in your community. And ideally that community has become very engaged in your content. And maybe just maybe you've started to see a little bit of affiliate marketing income sprinkling in and maybe a couple of early brand deal opportunities. The idea is that you just keep doing more of what you're already doing from this point forward. You will get better and better at creating content. Your audience will continue to grow. And over time, you'll start to see more brand deals and other opportunities for revenue building up. So what should you do now? Beyond just keeping with your routine, which is easier said than done, by the way, you can start deciding on where you see your brand going in the long term. Do you want to stick with being an influencer content creator or an entrepreneur content creator? Do you see yourself do you see yourself evolving from one of those into the other in the long term? Maybe at this point you want to find some more ways to improve your content or your process. Maybe you invest in a course or new equipment or try out some new habits or routines that can help you become more efficient. Really at this point, the choice is yours. The path is wide open and it's for you to decide. If you have started to feel confident with your affiliate revenue, your AdSense revenue, your brand partnerships income, at this point, you might think about expanding into something different like digital or physical products, courses, services, all of that jazz really the choice is yours. So in summary, in quarter four, you're going to keep up with working on posting quality content consistently and continuing to nurture your engaged community. You're going to decide if you want to stick with that content creator career path that you chose at the beginning, whether that's being an influencer or being an entrepreneur, or if you want to dip your toe into some kind of you know business models from the other option. And ultimately, you're going to figure out how you want to move forward and how you might improve and grow in the future. Now, obviously, I can't guarantee any specific results. All of this so depends on on your actions, like what you're creating, the niche that you chose even. And a lot of this honestly also depends on luck. If you make the right content, be in the right place at the right time and have, you know, your content get picked up in the algorithm because of these unknown factors, you know, you never really know how long it might take to become a full-time content creator. But what I can say is if you show up and create quality content and you are consistent and persistent, 
eventually your audience will find you and that can lead to revenue opportunities in the future. Really just focus on staying consistent, enjoying what you're creating, focus on creating better content, building an engaged community, and most importantly, having fun so that it stays sustainable for you. The entire idea of leaving the nine to five to do content creation full time is because it's a more fun and fulfilling way to make a living, right? So you really want to make sure that you always stay in tune with that fun and that joy that it brings you and really try to connect with remembering why you started, especially anytime where it gets difficult or discouraging. So I hope this little outline help give you some ideas of how you might grow in your content creator year in the next 12 months. And I wish you all the best and I can't wait to see where this takes you. So as always, thank you so much for listening and I will catch you in the next episode of the Creator Club Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club Podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at creatorlymedia or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.